welcome back, Switches, and we are back with another episode of Recap Madness, and we're diving into episode four of Motherland for Salem, and this episode is entitled Happy Yule. I am your host, Chara, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Mel and Crystal. Say hi, everybody. Hi, Right, and let's do a little, so we left off with Motherland episode three with a bomb going off at the White House, and it appears that President Wade and possibly M, which I do not accept, are dead. <laughs> I reject that idea. <laughs> Just won't have it. No, it's not happening. I didn't see a body. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So we start this episode with Silver being sworn in as president while Kara Brandt keeps a close watch. And like, why is she allowed to just be hanging out in the White House like this? Listen, once you get to the place where it's just like all corruption all the time, it really doesn't (laughs) matter. It's just like a free for all now. And they're like not even pretending they're not involved. Like, they're just smiling and laughing. I'm just like, the lady, it just blew up. Like, <laughs> they're not even pretending to care. Mm-mm. This whole episode was like, oh, we just, we're in power. <laughs> right. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. Right. There was no policy at all. No pretending, just woo. Just we're here. We're, we own this now, so. <laughs> it's so weird. This White House has the worst security. Right. <laughs> cut to the medical examiner's office, and we see Wade's body is just about to be examined, and it starts to like quickly decompose. And Petra comes in, puts up a spell on the examiners, and tells them it'll be a closed casket. Which, that was cool. <laughs> I also like the visual of like the lady that was doing, I guess she was like the, um, the person that like makes the body ready for the, for, you know, the viewing, she was painting her nails red and then like the bottle tipped over. And it was like, I think that was the last image of that, of that scene. I thought that was pretty visually interesting. Yeah. But that just shows, you know, that, um, always check the body. Right. Always right. check the body. <laughs> and our bad guys failed to do that. Yeah, right. They were just like, okay, we blew the place up. So clearly we win. <laughs> that was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Back in the session, the Bellware weather unit and friends are still in the house that the marshals have them locked in. And they finally tell Nicta about Alder being back. Um, Anacostia is still missing and Petra wants answers when Silver walks in with a group of civilian soldiers and they're wearing different uniforms from our witch soldiers. So Petra's like, oh, uh, we get new uniforms? What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) But it turns out they are a civilian oversight for the witch army. Which, absolutely not. (laughs) <laughs> which and also I thought it was interesting that they're red coats exactly <laughs> that was fitting mm-hmm. the whole thing was just actually, oh I'm sorry go ahead go ahead no go ahead 
No, I was going to say, I think it's um, in real life, like if there was like a civilian committee that like oversaw our, our military, I'd actually be into it, but not <laughs> on my fantasy TV show because <laughs> they're yeah. clearly the bad guys. <laughs> right. Clearly. I'm like, why do you get uniforms? You're civilians. <laughs> this just screams fascism. <laughs> it, what are you going to do? Showed up in uniform. Right. But they're like the civilian oversight committee, but what are they going to do against the witch army? Right. And like, he pulled this thing together so quickly. I'm like, you literally just got <laughs> instated. <laughs> and all of a sudden, they got uniforms? Right. That took at least a few weeks. <laughs> He pulled people off the street for this. Okay. <laughs> Want to be on this oversight committee? <laughs> oh, the whole thing just, it, it just makes me very uncomfortable. It's like, here's this white man, and he brought another white man <laughs> to be in charge of this black woman. And I'm like, and I hate it. <laughs> like, no, absolutely not. Like, the witch army <laughs> is largely women of color. Uh, no. Back at the house, um, Scylla is still trying to use whatever dead thing she can find to, to reach rail through the mycelium, but it's not working. And the head marshal guy is just kind of walking the halls being creepy for no reason with a dead goat. <laughs> Why are you just strolling the halls with a dead goat? <laughs> He's like, whatever the hell you want. want. <laughs> And while that's going on, Hearst is hosting some kind of Camarilla event and doing a terrible job of singing with the throat he stole from Witch. <laughs> Poor lady. <sighs> yeah, she died for nothing because he can't even use this thing. <laughs> and their entertainment for the evening is a bunch of witches in cages. And they're going to force them to fight. So they have some soldiers. They have Anacostia and Sterling. And then like some civilians who probably didn't even know they were witches. Mm. And I don't like this at all. No, it's a terrible setup. I'm just like, they're they're very sadistic. And I think that, um, you know, above all else makes them just so creepy and so like off-putting. I guess so- one thing to just want power, and they, but they are like reveling in people's suffering. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they don't even try to hide it. Nope. Yeah, they just openly enjoy it. And I would say like, you know, usually I feel like that would turn people against them. But knowing how the state of our country now, our actual mm-hmm. country. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I'm <laughs> it's so it's such a shame because like every time I'm watching something like this about governments, like fantasy governments, I'm like, this is the same stuff that happens in real life. Same like sick, twisted mess. Right. It's always too real. <laughs> too real. Back at the house, the Bellwether unit is the Bellwether unit, so of course they're trying to plan an escape from the house. While Petra is going to Isadora's lab and uh, Isadora, like being the master of creepy that she is, <laughs> Love it. very easily gets the civilians <laughs> off of Petra's back by telling them that, like, <laughs> you know, these sounds in the lab can alter your organs. You might want to sit outside. 
<laughs> love her for that. Yes. <laughs> I love Isadora. Right. I do too. But she has something pretty important to show Petra. Um, and she shows her that she was able to bring Penelope back because because Penelope was infected with a different strain of the witch plague that was designed to keep her alive to spread it. She remained alive and like dispersed in the atmosphere. And Isadora was able to bring her back, but she is she's not quite herself. Yeah. She's getting there though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you gotta be positive about these things. <laughs> I mean, she's working on it. She's yeah, mainly she human. Wa- knew what milk was. <laughs> and she did something weird and off-putting with it but she knew what it was at least <laughs> Penelope was a sweet speak. girl yeah and this Penelope I know, I is love, like whew. I love how no one stays dead in this show like it's just <laughs> like you, you <laughs> die and then the mycelium just or something else just resurrects you I'm into it like I, yeah. too many people be dying in these shows <laughs> I'm all for it I like it the mycelium yep. is just like it's not your time <laughs> Come back, my witch, my my witch child. <laughs> Which is probably why they're so scared of the witches. Exactly. <laughs> you have people coming back from the dead. She was blown up, <laughs> and she it's turned true. into a storm. And they gathered the storm bits and turned it back <laughs> into a girl. I mean, <laughs> what do you think about that? That's horrifying. <laughs> I mean, these are the people I'd be trying to make friends with, not enemies. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you know how people fear stuff like that? Yep. I'm like, so can I hang out? hands of a bunch of women. Yep. Do you need volunteers at Fort Salem? No. <laughs> right. I can come do some stuff. <laughs> I can type. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Camarilla just have the wrong priorities in life. They really do. Because they want the power themselves. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Back at the event, um, Silver comes over to the cage that Anacostia and Sterling are in. And Sterling tries his best to appeal to Silver's sense of humanity as much as you can with a man who killed his own daughter. Yeah. But, you know, he tries to relay this story about Penelope and how he was there, you know, when Penelope just was insistent on learning how to ride her bike without training wheels so she could show her dad. And like, it seems like for a moment he might be getting to him, but then Kara comes over and interrupts and that's the end of that. You know what? It was really help. You know, it was kind of helpful to know that um, he wasn't really trying to kill it. Like, you know, it- and that's why he's so pissed at the, um, at, the bellwether unit i guess because he had this plan where she was going to infect everybody but she was going to live but then the bellwether unit in order to say i don't know why he thought that they were just going to lay down and die like of course she was gonna you know what i'm saying just felt i didn't realize he his end game wasn't to kill her it was like it's something that he it it went beyond his control It's, it's still his fault but it went beyond his control I mean, maybe he didn't think anybody was powerful enough to kill her. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. But, like, if you're trying to kill a whole base of witches, you can't, you couldn't have expected that they were just going to take it. 
Yeah, exactly. Maybe he thought it would just like lay them out immediately or something, but you know, it just seems like, I mean, I guess he, he understood that that was a possibility she would die, but he did what he could to like give, you know, up her odds, I guess. I know they could have used anybody else. I know Any, anybody that they had got tested at one of those centers. Yep. They could have mm-hmm. used any of those people. Yep. But he he chose to use his daughter. Even if the yep. the bellwether unit hadn't stopped her, what kind of lift would she have had? Yeah. Right. I yep. feel like that's almost him. Like I don't know if that was really his plan or he's just trying to justify his actions to himself now that it mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think just the minute she started melting glass, he stopped seeing her as his daughter. Yeah, well, I think we yeah. did talk about this last yeah. season where it was just like it was like almost a, a switch got flipped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Sterling's attempt to appeal to Silver's human side failed, and back at the house, the girls make the worst attempt to escape from this house. <laughs> It's just immediately thwarted by the marshal, and he's like, "Go to bed." <laughs> like, yeah, I want to know more about the marshals. That was so funny. <laughs> hey, go to bed, you babies. What are you doing? <laughs> right, I'm so old. I'm like hundreds of years old. <laughs> They're so powerful. God. Yeah. Yeah, they have such old workings, like, and and what he's doing isn't like any of the work that they use at Fort Salem, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. But they do go to bed because they have no choice. When they wake wake up the next morning, they're still feeling it. And the marshal shows them that, you know, they're on the front page of the local paper. And they're being accused of setting off the witch mom that killed the president. So they're just like blaming them for any and everything. Any and everything. (laughs) (laughs) They're on the run. They did it. But it's Yule time and the marshal offers to move the wards to the outer grounds so they can at least like go outside and get some fresh air. It's um, it was just so weird to watch something that's supposed to be taking place at yule slash christmas and i'm sitting here so hot <laughs> it's like the middle of july i'm like so hot i'm just like it didn't even feel real <laughs> it didn't like i wish Why i be so yeah it's just it, it seemed like fall it didn't seem very wintry mm-hmm. yeah it didn't they had on winter clothing but it didn't seem <laughs> wintry outside Cause like the session, those are those like midwestern states where it does snow. <laughs> yeah. So back at the Camarilla event, Kara Kara isn't happy with Hurst's earlier performance, and we soon found out that he is her brother. Which that one came as a surprise for me. Me too. Me too. Me too. It kind of explains stuff, though their weird relationship. Yeah. Yeah, they have a really weird, <laughs> creepy. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, with that relationship just ugly energy all the way around. Yeah, it's it's very creepy. It's very cruel intentions. 
I don't know what's going on with those two. Nor do I care. <laughs> right. As long as they die. Right. Exactly. As long as they're dead at the end. Along with Silver. Yes. All of them. Yeah. And Penelope has to be the one to kill him. Yeah. She's an angry little thing. <laughs> She's ready. She is. Take those mittens off. <laughs> Let her loose, Isadora. <laughs> you know you know you want to see it with your creepy self. <laughs> like turn into a hurricane and just like pick exactly. them up and like tear them apart. Right. Yes, like you want to what it like that. <laughs> At the house, uh Tally goes outside and she finds Kalita singing and doing something on the ground. And the piece of the first song that she has in her pocket gets really hot and she drops it just before Alder appears. Alder's getting pretty creepy in this <laughs> season two. Like, why are you just popping up like this? Just walking to Earth. <laughs> just... And Alder tells Kalita that it's time. And Kalita says she's ready, but she needs to go say goodbye to Adil. And while she's on her way inside... Tally starts asking Alder all these questions about what's going on, and she's trying to convince her to stay and explain things to the council. But Alder's like, no, I don't have time for that. I've <laughs> <laughs> like more important work to do right now. She is so fine. Oh, she my is. God. Oh, Lynn she's, Rinner. like, even more beautiful than she was last, like, you know, in previous seasons. Yeah. With her hair down, just, like, flowing. Outfit just perfect. She's got this the hair and the civilian going. clothes. It's doing some things. <laughs> so she also tells Tally that um, she can't tell her how the song will heal the world or whether it will heal Rael. She just she does not know. So all she tells her is that you know they have to trust the mother, which that's not cryptic at all. Right. <laughs> that seems like you're deflecting, lady. <laughs> Give me, give me some real intel here. I trust the mother. It's a mushroom in the ground. Like what? Alder makes her way over to see the marshal, and we find out that they know each other from way back. So he's the one who shared the working that she used uh, for the biddies with her, and that was almost four hundred years ago. So this dude is real old. So I wonder. So cool. Yeah. So if he shared that working with her and she needed biddies, like what's keeping him alive this long? That's a good question. Um, I thought it was those people that were standing behind him. Hmm. I don't know. I just thought they were other marshals. <laughs> like I didn't, I don't know. They didn't really explain. So I just. Yeah, they didn't. didn't. You're right. And he's yeah. been. He's been by himself for, a, you know, most of it. So I actually don't know. I just, I don't know. Because they were talking about it, I just assumed that was his version of Biddy's. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it might be, be, though, because they were with him, like, every time they were outside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So maybe they were just dispersed around the house when he was inside. Yeah. <laughs> but he knows that she's there for Kalita. And Alder shares with him that, you know, the... The piece of the song that was stolen from their people 
and um, tells him that she needs his help to find the rightful steward to that piece of the song. Which I'm liking how this first song thing is coming together so far. I wish we had more time to explore it. Mm-hmm. Right. Give us three more seasons, you, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> or at least four more episodes so we can have ten. <laughs> right. Like, how are we doing this in six? <gasps> it's over in six? Yeah, it's almost over. <laughs> no! Ugh! <laughs> I want I want a Kalita and Alder go on a trip around the world to find the first songs episode. Give me witch buddy comedy. <laughs> <laughs> they would be so awkward. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they are two very awkward people. <laughs> no wonder it's moving at such a fast, like a rapid pace. Like there's not that like feeling of meandering that you get during a season where it's like not meandering in a bad way, but just like taking a breath between each really important beat. Like every important, it's like each episode is an important beat as opposed to like one where people are just kind of chilling, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Ah. Uh, oh. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm over it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not over it. Six episodes. <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough three seasons, but six episodes last season? Come on. <laughs> right. I, I don't appreciate this six episode thing at all. Mm-mm. You could have at least given us a full last season. Right. Or you could like a Stranger Things and make your episodes like two hours long. That's <laughs> something. <laughs> I'm just going to say free form. Cronish is still on. Why? I saw I saw a trailer for that. So. <laughs> <laughs> the new season, so I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I need Freeform to provide an explanation of why they think that's a good decision, <laughs> but you're canceling this. It's probably cheaper. Yeah, yeah, I can tell. Kalita goes to say goodbye to Adil and he of course is not happy but you know as always he has to honor her decision Mm -hmm. and she leaves him something to find her with in case he's ever in trouble or he needs her and while that's going on Abigail tells Adil and Tally that she doesn't think they should tell Nikta that Alder was there which yeah probably a good decision (laughs) Agreed. I agree. (laughs) And Tally's talking about how she needs to get her sight to be better when finally uh, Petra walks in the door in her civilian clothes, which is a look. I like it. Have we ever seen her in civilian clothes? The only time I can remember was that one episode, like the very first episode before Abigail goes to um, Fort Salem. Oh, yeah, that was so long ago. Yeah. But that's the only time I remember seeing her in civilian clothes. I didn't think she owned any. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But Abigail is, of course, very relieved and happy to see her. But, you know, she also, like, wants to know what's going on in the rest of the world because they've been out of the loop. And then President Wade walks in. Along with M. Yay. <laughs> Yay. They're okay. I don't know what this plan is, but oof, 
<laughs> I can't wait till the follow-up happens. <laughs> right. Ooh, President Wade's gonna have to pop up at some point. <laughs> How do you fake your own death as a president of a country? <laughs> right. Like how'd they even get her out of the building? <laughs> like out of the White House, replaced with a golem. Hmm, I think. Hmm, that's a good. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I feel like there's probably um, they probably use those like tunnel, you know, because you know the White House like test tunnels and stuff to you know to get uh, the president to safety. So they probably use some of that stuff. Yeah, Just I mean, I'm stuck on like. Uh, how how it, can she come back as president? I mean, they did swear in silver. Does it is that known now that she's still alive? Well, I mean, when they do make it known, and well, I'm guessing they're I mean, not like, going to. No. Oh no! Oh, I yeah. Like, okay, is it yeah. all like null and void that he's president that now that she's still alive, or does that still stand that he's president because he was sworn in? Hmm. Can you have two? Well, it don't matter because he better die by the end of this uh, season. So, <laughs> right. We can only hope. You gonna be dead, so right. <laughs> they won't have to worry about it. I guess she just gets her spot back after he dies. That's what I'm gonna assume happens. He dies. She's still president. I mean, with her being alive, wouldn't his induction have been false anyway? Yeah. Like I don't know. <laughs> That's just <laughs> I feel like if she's still alive then his induction was just illegal anyway. But I guess we'll find out. But uh President Wade tells them that, you know, they knew turns out they knew the attack was going to happen. So Isadora. Her girl Isadora always comes through. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to keep I've got a creepy plan for you. Right. She's like, listen, we're gonna create this fake you. <laughs> so we're gonna create this fake you, put it in place so that the assassination can take place and they'll think you're dead. Which was so smart. It was like it like they knew um, you know, it was a good way to kind of like you know, you didn't know where the attack exactly was going to be coming from. So it's a good way to just kind of like use that and then like, you know, have a sneak attack of your own set up. So that was really smart of them. Yeah. God, I wish I could have seen this door create that golem. <laughs> right. Like, what's the process for that? <laughs> I need Isadora to have a spinoff show. <laughs> of just her doing creepy things in the lab. It's Isadora the <laughs> Necros. <laughs> so Petra while they're talking Petra notices that Rael isn't there and you know she's like where's Rael and Nikta's like Rael's dead like what <laughs> <laughs> why would you say that but of course Scylla jumps in she's like Rael is not dead she is healing in the mycelium <laughs> damn it <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even see a body right she got what happened to real <laughs> she got sucked into the ground like that's not that unusual for witches i guess so oh do you think she was dead mm. 
just stirring up trouble as usual. Right, for no reason. Petra tells the girls that the plan is for them to stay there in the session along with President Wade under the protection of M and the Marshal so they can meet the council and explain what's going on. Which I guess that's all they really can do at this point. Yeah. Because like going back to Fort Salem isn't really an option because Fort Salem's not really safe with the oversight committee or whatever they are there. <laughs> uh, the Stooges. The <laughs> <Right>. Stooges. <laughs> so Tally says, you know, we have to tell her that Alder is back. So they do. And Persia's like, oh, okay. <laughs> she didn't she didn't really seem that surprised. She didn't seem that shocked to know that Alder was back, but and they tell her that Alder is off with Kalita looking for the first song so they can heal the world. <laughs> Which I don't think that means anything to anybody yet. Right. <laughs> Even how she said it was like, whatever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Just going to heal the world. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> we got real problems, though. <laughs> That's what she said, though. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you can put Penelope back together at this point, is it really so surprising that the mycelium put Alder oh, back into a real yeah. True. Yeah, I guess that's why Petra wasn't too shocked. She was just like, oh. I think she was more worried about, like, am I going to still keep this job? <laughs> like, <laughs> Which Abigail reads on her mother's face, and she's like, your job is safe. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's get to the brass tacks of things. <laughs> right. It's like, I know what you care about. Your job is good. But Petra has to leave and get back to Fort Salem. And Abigail's pretty upset that she can't stay for Yule. Which I love that their relationship has developed this much. Because there was a time when she wouldn't have cared. <laughs> no. She would be like, bye, mom. Right. Why'd you just stop I- here? Once she leaves, um, Scylla confronts Nicta about Sam Rail is dead. And she's like, say that again and I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and then she tells Nicta that she's too lonely and miserable to know the difference between anger and love, which, okay. I mean, legit. <laughs> right. That was a good, that was a good line there. <laughs> yeah. And Alder has talked to the marshal and he's given her the name of the person that is the rightful steward of the song that Elaine had. And she goes to a museum to try to find this woman. And as she arrives, she sees that the woman is being attacked by the Camarilla, but you know, she handles it. She's got a handle. She didn't really need Alder's help. It was already handled before (laughs) Alder got there. Yes. Thank you. Somebody fight. I love seeing that. Yeah. I'm like, they need her. Right. Keep <laughs> her, her immediately. <laughs> and, you know, Alder explains to her that you know, she's a steward of the first song and she returns the piece to her and then tells her that she's going to take her somewhere safe because the Camarilla, they're not going to stop. They'll keep attacking her until they succeed. And she's like, okay, let's go then. So that's three pieces of the first song. So we have three more to go. Camarilla getting this information about who has the first song. Right. Like, how they would know they everything. know that? If the people don't know it, because, like, she didn't even know it until Alder told her. 
that she was the steward of the first song. So how did the Camarilla know? Mm. Probably have access to some kind of records. Yeah. I mean, the Camarilla are a really old enemy, so I don't know. Maybe they've followed these family lines the whole time. Mm -hmm. And they've, you know, they've evolved so much over that time. Their methods Mm -hmm. and their, um, you know, their connections and everything. Yeah. Well, everybody is celebrating Yule at the house and even President Wade like carves a, a symbol into the Yule log before the marshal puts it in the fireplace. And then Scylla comes in with the heart she cuts out of the Yule goat <laughs> <laughs> just in her hands. Like, hey, I need everyone's help with a virtual. <laughs> One, a necro, always a necro. right i I love how game um the president is about all this like she this is not her world but she's like you know what she's got a goat goat heart in her hand hands are bloody and we're about to go outside and do a thing it's fine (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna roll with it like yeah i'm here like silly you could at least put it in a bag or something like why Can you Ziploc that thing? Like, why is it in your bare hands? I mean, I'm sure they had plates. You could have put it in a bowl. Something. Just in your hands. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But everybody just goes with it. They're like, all right, whatever. We'll go outside. (laughs) They all go outside to help. And at first, Nick does kind of standing back. But then she joins the circle. And... It doesn't seem to work at first, so everyone kind of disperses and goes inside. But as Scylla's getting ready to leave, a like mushroom R appears, and she knows that it finally worked. Like mm-hmm. it's real. That was so sweet. Yeah. You know what I loved is the theme song, the Yule songs theme song. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a nice touch. Yeah. I do miss Rael in these past couple of episodes. Me too. Yeah. Uh, I know the actress had a, I think she had a car accident or something. Um, oh, she had, yeah. I know she had an accident uh, mm. during shooting, which is why oh, she's yeah. been out. Well, that makes sense. She had yeah. to have time to recover first. Yeah. So Scylla sees that and then goes inside to relay the good news and they're all happy. They're toasting to Yule and President Wade is like sitting over there talking with the marshal and Adil is looking at the mistletoe and Abigail comes over so he kisses her under the mistletoe and then like just starts busting a move out of nowhere. (laughs) Like, okay, Footloose. it's so cute (laughs) it was adorable and they start talking and Abigail says that you know she's been thinking about family since seeing her mom and you know thinking about the whole union of earth and sky thing and she thinks that might be about their baby 
but they need to, you know, they need to focus and clear their names first. There's no time for babies right now. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. Like, when it first came up, I was like, y'all are in no position to be doing that right now. <laughs> right. I'm glad calmer heads are prevailing. Yeah, I'm glad she said it. Like, I'm thinking about it, but not right now. <laughs> right. Yes. Let's wait on this. Yeah. Hold, hold off on that until people are not trying to kill you anymore. Although it would be so funny to see a, a heavily pregnant Abigail just still throwing herself into the fight, <laughs> whipping up tornadoes, and killing people all over the place. They would get caught immediately just because a storm would be over Abigail's head all the time. <laughs> She's like, I am hormonal. Don't mess with me. Scylla finds Nicta sulking alone on the stairs and she apologizes for what she said to her in the kitchen, which I don't know why. (laughs) You didn't really owe her an apology for that, but do you? And Nicta tells her about how, you know, she's always miserable during Yule because her grandmother told her that that would be when her mom would come back if she ever came back and her mom never returned. And Nicta tells Scylla that, you know, Rael's lucky to have her. And then she goes off to bed because she's like, I just need this day to be over. I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> Which that was a nice kind of a little bit of insight into Nicta and her personality. So yeah, that was nice to have because I feel like we haven't gotten much on her. Other than yeah. like the rift between her and Alder. We haven't really gotten anything just about her. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a nice touch. Again, you know, more stuff that needed more time to develop. I wanted to know more. And I also feel bad for her because, and I've been feeling bad for her because she's just like, she's kind of the odd person out. Like she is not part of their group in the same way everybody else is, you know? So she probably feels even more like, it's like lonely in a group. Like, is one thing to be lonely by yourself, but to be lonely among people is even sadder. Yeah. And she's probably felt like that for a long time. Like since, probably since like Alder betrayed her in the military. Yeah. She hasn't really felt like she can trust anybody. Yeah. I could see that. Everybody's kind of paired off and um, Em and Tally are sitting by the fire just having a chat. And well, actually, they're by the bar at this point, but they're having a chat and bonding over feeling like they don't belong anywhere. And M is explaining to Tally how, you know, they always felt like they didn't belong in one place or the other. And while they're talking, President Wade hooks up with the marshal. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a rough few days. She needs that. She needs that bat blown out so she can focus. <laughs> She's like, I'm dead, so <laughs> I can just I can do what I want. I'm dead. <laughs> like, okay, okay, wait. And then Em and Tally um sit by the fire, and while they're sitting by the fire, Tally looks into the fire and she has this vision of Rael and she sees Rael in the world which completely freaks her out, rightfully so. (laughs) Because, like, what do you do about that? (laughs) I know. Like, I saw it, but what can I do about it? 
Yeah, I mean, it's been hinted for a while that, you know, obviously Rael is very special, but not that her specialness is going to protect her from what's to come. Um, I like this new angle that she's literally dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting development. I mean, what's really interesting is like, who's causing this? Because it's not real who's doing it. She's like a, this is like out of her control. It's like the people who are singing around her. Mm-hmm. Who are doing yeah. it. And who's, who are the people who are singing around her? Because like, yeah. it could be Alder and Kalita and the first song people. Yeah. Or it could be her stealing voices. Mm-hmm. With his people, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I love. Yeah, I'm just very intrigued. I'm very intrigued about who those shapes are. Yeah, back at the little Camarilla event, um, they are now making the witches fight, which we knew they were going to do. But when they get to Anacostia and Sterling, they decide to switch things up a little bit and put two spree agents in with them and just like throw a knife in there what's the knife gonna do (laughs) right well i think the knife was gonna do but i'm like (laughs) i mean i get it but like (laughs) it's (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) one of them wasn't wasn't the woman wasn't that the girl that was like Scylla's Mm -hmm. Mm ex-girlfriend oh wow i didn't even realize that Oh, wow. The minute they threw her in there, I was like, I knew I shouldn't have trusted you. (laughs) I didn't trust you anyway, but like. (laughs) Yeah. But she unfortunately uses her spree work to make Sterling stab himself with the knife. I knew it. I knew. Like, the minute I saw them um, being put in that cage together, I was like. He's gone. Like it's mm-hmm. not. It's not even a question. Like he's. Right. Like, I thought they were gonna make them fight, and she was gonna kill him against her will. That's I'm, what I'm, I thought too. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad they did it. I mean, I'm. I'm not glad he's gone. I'm just like, or I'm not glad he's been hurt. I just glad mm-hmm. that she didn't do it. Yeah, but I knew it had to be him because, like, it cannot be Anacostia. Exactly. No, like, we're not playing not those me. games. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I cut that thing right off and never watch it again. <laughs> right. Like, that's it. We're not finishing these episodes. Exactly. <laughs> Anacostia is, of course, extremely upset and blows her face off, essentially. It didn't even take that much effort either. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> nope. It's similar to um it's similar to uh um, Abigail's work that time when she was fighting uh, the Camarilla last season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then in our final scene, we cut to what is supposed to be Wade's funeral, but Silver is basically given an acceptance speech instead of a eulogy. And in the middle of like everybody's watching it back at the house, and in the middle of them watching this, the marshal gives Wade a message and she suddenly says she has to leave. She can't stay to meet the council. And the girls turn back to the TV just in time to hear Silver basically calling for a genocide. 
against the witches. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, just openly, like, we're going to end them. What? Right. Could you imagine if you was just, like, in your apartment, like, watching that? Yeah. This man has to go. Uh, We'll see how this plays out in the two episodes we have left. Mm, mm, mm. I'm sorry. I'm just still upset about it. (laughs) Right. Like, is one of them at least movie length? Like... (laughs) I don't see how they're going to wrap this up in two episodes. Oh, I don't see how they're going to do either. I'm upset about Wade telling them, don't tell anybody you saw me. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, yeah. We had a whole plan set up. <laughs> we're on. We're the ones on the newspaper saying that we killed you. <clears throat> right. Right. Like You're not even going to meet with the council? We're a bunch of murderers here. <laughs> right. We're about to be in jail. <laughs> they're gonna put yeah, us I on just, death I, row I, and you're talking about don't tell anybody you were here <laughs> like what i mean you know i'm sure there's i'm sure there's a good reason behind all of it but yeah it's like you're really leaving these ladies in a lurch yeah like i guess they just stay in the house some more because they they can't they can't leave nope i mean because like if i was the council what reason do i have to shelter you that's true. Killed the president. <laughs> yep. Although, how you killed the president when you've been <laughs> under house arrest for the past couple of days. <laughs> right. Like, they were in the house, and your dude, the marshal, knows they were in the house because he put them there. Well, maybe that's that's where they'll start. Like, I hope you so. know, this is a, this is a, um, is a cover-up because clearly it's not them so america's wilding and we need to prepare <laughs> yeah but hopefully we will find out next episode so that is it for our recap of episode four uh we'll be back with episode five in the meantime if you have any questions or comments you can reach us on twitter or instagram at it's recap madness or by email at recapmadness at gmail.com. We'll see you next time.